We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, I'm Joe Connolly, business news reporter for WCBS Radio, here with producer Neil A. Caruso. On this week's podcast, you'll hear an entrepreneur describe not only a new product, but also hear how an entrepreneur's mind works to see a business opportunity where others do not. So tell us who we have this week, Neil. Joe, this is a story that really exemplifies that phrase that you just said about finding an opportunity where others do not. And so often we hear businesses like this. And Brett Hargraves of Common is someone that we read an article about. I think you sent me the article and we were talking about how revolutionary, how fascinating that this company is because it's a co-living space and it's kind of like we work for a living. And he thought that this would be in a, a way to get people who are single, millennials, adults, to live in an affordable way in New York City, which you don't see anymore. What really stood out to you about this story? Well, I guess the way that Brad is big on data, and there is some math in this podcast, you'll hear how he works some numbers to confirm to himself the potential that his new business had. And, you know, as a young person looking at at housing in, in Manhattan, it's fascinating that he's able to actually rope in the maintenance costs and cable into one rent payment because so often it's those extra costs that add up. Uh, so you'll find this interesting, especially as we had this uh, housing crisis and look into uh, you know the lack of affordable housing, people leaving our area uh, to live in lower tax states. Uh, so here is this week's Small Business Spotlight podcast with Brad Hargraves of Common. Now, we've all heard of co-working spaces, but Common is a co-living space company. Now, what is that, Brad? Tell us. First, Joe, thanks thanks so much for having me on. Uh, So co-living, it's a new word, but it's in some ways a new word and an improvement on a concept that people have been doing for a very long time, which is living in shared apartments. So Common is the largest designer and operator of co-living spaces in the United States. And to understand this, You really have to start by looking at the 25 million Americans live with roommates. So a lot of people, when they move to a place like New York for the first time, they're living with roommates, often people they don't know. You move into New York, you're making 50,000 a year, you have to find a place to live. Many times that means that someone is moving into a room that they find on Craigslist or find on the internet. So you're obviously better than that. So what we're doing is keeping the good parts of living with roommates. It's more affordable to do that. And there's a social environment. But by operating and designing spaces with roommates in mind, we can remove a lot of the pain points that come with that. Things like, why do roommates fight? They fight about cleanliness, having a dirty roommate. So we, for instance, clean all the common areas every week. uh, And that eliminates one of the main areas, one of the main things that causes roommates to fight. 
We also provide shared kitchen and bathroom supplies. Uh, we design apartments with more bedrooms that open up into big shared kitchens and shared spaces uh, that really are meant for sharing. How many and, people usually share one of Common's apartments? So on average, uh, about four people mm -hmm. will be in a unit, each with their own private bedroom that open up into a big shared kitchen and living area. So there's no pressure to, you know, put up a fake wall as a lot of people in New York do. That's, that's, that's not what we're doing here. Uh, these are often ground up designed with roommates in mind. And it costs less than an, a, a one bedroom or even a studio or it what? It does. It's, uh, you know, a co-living apartment is about 25% less than a studio apartment in the neighborhood. So, you know, that's several hundreds of dollars in savings. Uh, and in many cases, you know, our members, you know, the people who live at Common, you know, they're not even going out and looking for a studio. They need more flexibility. They can't afford it. Uh, and they like living with others as well. How about personality match? Do people go and guess? You, you don't get into matchmaking and compatibility, do you? Yeah, so, so we're, we're not in the matchmaking business. In some cases, people, people come with others. But one thing we allow is any member can transfer between any open room at any time within Common. And today, we're in six cities. We have about 35 different buildings under management and over 1,200 rooms. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to mix and match. So they can just call you groups. and say, let me know your next opening. I want to try a different Absolutely. group. Absolutely. Absolutely. How that often does that happen? What percent of the time? Um, we'll see a few percent of our members do that every month. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's not all the time everyone. That would be chaotic. Uh, <laughs> but it is something that people do, that people do take advantage of. And some of that is, hey, I'd like to live with other people. And some of that is, hey, I'm moving to Seattle. I'm moving to D.C. Uh, do you have a room there? Um, and that really makes, it e makes life easier for people when they can do that move without breaking their lease. So you have repeat customers in the apartment sharing business. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some of our, our best customers are people who have lived with us for years across multiple cities. And they love it because it's super flexible and they meet a lot of new people as well. What gave you the idea to turn sharing an apartment into a business providing a higher value, nicer experience? Where did the light bulb go off on this? Well, first, when I first moved to New York, I, uh. I had to move on two weeks' notice, and uh, I moved into a room that I found on Craigslist. Uh, and, you know, I got to, I got to meet some, some really interesting and, and, and fun people. And, but, you know, a lot of my friends didn't have that good of an experience. They had, in fact, a lot of really scary experiences. Um, and it can be very daunting for someone moving to a place like New York for the first time to navigate renting an apartment, uh, finding a room. You're interviewing with people you met on Craigslist to live in their apartment. So I looked at this, and my background is actually in education. Prior to this, I co-founded a school called General Assembly. Hmm. Uh, we became the largest trade school in the U.S. with about 25,000 students a year. And we saw that not just our students, but many of our instructors, our employees, people further into their careers, when they would move to a city, they wouldn't look for an apartment, they would look for a room. And that really cued us into this idea that there's an opportunity here to create a better product. Why, their use of the word, I'm coming to New York, I'll try to find a room. A room. That doesn't 
sound so great in retrospect, does it? A lot of us did that, but a lot of us did. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound so good anymore. Well, it's <laughs> it's it's partly you know what what are your expectations, yeah. and a lot of that does relate to age and your stage of life. Right. Um, we have you know, our median age is twenty nine of our members. Right. Uh, but there is a wide swath. We have. Uh, you know, some people are coming straight out of college. Um, we have some people who are a little later in their life. We have some divorcees who move into common. You know, they don't want to live alone. They don't own furniture, but they don't want to live with 22-year-olds they met on Craigslist either. So there's a lot of different demographics and, and groups that, that find their way and into an arrangement like so, common. So you hear people talking about coming to get a room. Do you then, what, take us through your thought process to when this became a business. Okay, so you're hearing this talk at General Assembly. Yeah, so you hear a lot of people saying, hey, I, I just need a place to live. I want to find a room. Yeah, all the, you know, all the options out there are bad. There's no, there's no, 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 nothing reliable. There's no brand I can look to that says, hey, I know what I'm going to get when right. I come here. And there's no a brand standing behind this. Uh, that says, hey, this is going to be a quality experience. So, you know, this is, that's in some ways what we did at General Assembly in technology education. So experimented on a really small scale. We, we, we found a, a small failed condo project in Brooklyn, um, worked with a partner to buy that. Uh, it was a vacant building and convert it into co-living. Uh, it was unique because it was all four and five bedroom condo units and it was it turned out it, it was it was 19 beds in total and that became our first home and still operating today in in in, in brooklyn as one unit with 19 bedrooms uh it's it's, it's multiple it multiple units okay. it's four units 19 okay. bedrooms in total and uh you know we went from it went from being on the market as you know you know 1.2 million dollar condos each to you know bedrooms that are renting for 1600 dollars a month um, that includes, you know, all Wi-Fi, all utilities, weekly cleaning, shared supplies, and obviously access to all of our community events, all the gatherings, uh, everything we're doing at Common to, to build a larger community here. So you found a way to buy a $1.2 million condo and make a profit on it, renting it for $1,600 a month to a group of different people? When you just came through that math there, I said, you must have said, wow, are these numbers right? Well, it's... Because you're envisioning these beautiful suites? Yeah, and, and, and it's, it was a great building, and it was built really high quality. So the people who come and see it, they're like, wow, this is much nicer than anything I was getting on Craigslist. So it's, it's, it was a very different experience for the, for the renter. Now today, most of what we do, almost all of what we do is ground up. Right. Uh, you know, we're, we're finding land and, and working with real estate partners to, to, to build that. Uh, we don't do as much of the, 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 the takeovers anymore. But uh, that was a great kind of first example of here's how the model works. What advice do you have to other business owners on how to sell and take an idea like you had in buying a condo building and turning it into shared living and envisioning these things. What advice do you have for others? Well, I, the, the toughest thing about being an entrepreneur, in my view, is continuing to have that big vision, that place you're going, a sense of what the future looks like, but at the same time, 
being willing to back it up and say, how do I test this? How do I test this in a way where I can really validate the idea, where I can get other people excited about this idea um, without doing what entrepreneurs call boiling the ocean, uh, which is trying to do everything at once. Um, so that's really when you look at kind of this first project we did, 19 bedrooms, taking over a four-unit condo building. Uh, that was that pilot. We went from having the idea to having our first building open in eight months. And in real estate, in, in startup world, that's, that's, that's normal. In real estate, that, that's extremely fast. So getting that quick validation is, is, is extraordinarily important because it's, it's, you, don't, you don't want to burn a lot of time and a lot of money working on something that might not work. By validating, you mean observing yes. and seeing. getting real data. So that, so that it keeps you on task and gives you new ideas and doesn't distract you all over the place. Absolutely. Right. There's, yeah. it's, it's very easy to go in a million directions at once. There are a lot of great ideas out there. Uh, but I really encourage entrepreneurs to say, how do you, without spending tens of thousands of dollars or you know, three years of your life, is there a way you can validate this idea, get data behind it, get people excited about it, get followers on your journey? Uh, his life just gets so much easier and so much better, and you can actually start putting a product in front of customers. You have a great website. People can take a look at it. And one of the slogans on there that I like is making city living more interesting and talking to business owners like you makes city life more interesting for all of us. Joe, Thanks, Brad. Thank you so much for having thank me Thank you. Thanks. That's Brad Hargraves, founder of Common Co-Living. And I liked how he looked at all those expensive condos divided by four, then multiplied by 12. <laughs> but we usually don't have a lot in numbers, and we concentrate on the visions and the marketing and increasing sales to hear how businesses grow. Neil, who do we have next week? So next week, David Singari of David Savio Catering and John Brennan of Menu Maven, they were actually competitors, and now they're partners uh, in fighting against Grubhub. And we see this trend in New York about you know Grubhub taking away opportunities from local businesses, and they had enough with paying their exorbitant fees, and so they teamed up to, to localize and streamline a service to deliver to customers and also uh, avoid those expensive fees. And they have some great ideas for local businesses in competing against these big companies that come in and steal jobs here in the local market. Yeah, what's neat about that also is that technology has reached the point now that smaller businesses are able to use technology to start to fight back against the big early movers who use technology to disrupt them. So, along with Neil A. Caruso, I'm Joe Connolly. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.